Sick of being the last person to discover a trend? Then lead the charge with the hottest game sweeping tailgates, QB54. Head to playqb54.com and use promo code PODCAST for 20% off your order. Keep up to date with them on social media as well. Again, that is playqb54.com. Use promo code PODCAST for 20% off your order. Get in the game today. Attention fantasy baseball fans, come to the next level and experience virtual Major League Baseball ownership. Our sports provides an advanced and authentic experience combining fantasy and virtual sport. By owning and operating an our sports franchise, you compete for championships in cash and leagues that mirror the MLB in every way. For sports fans who have dreamed of owning a sports franchise, log on to OurSportsBaseball.com or find them on Facebook as our Sports Baseball or on Twitter at our Sports Baseball and make that dream a reality. You're listening to to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Huddle Up Podcast live on Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast. Sean, Sean with us here again this week. It is January 24th, 2018. We are on NGSC Sports and uh, we're on the NGSC Sports Radio Network. Go to Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app. Search NGSC. We're brought to you in part by our sports baseball and playqb54.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and on Android. We also stream daily at leapsports.com. Follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter, both at Huddle Up Podcast. Also, for all of your championship belt needs, whether it's fantasy football, bowling leagues, billiards leagues, custom belts, and much more, go to UndisputedBelts.com. Tell them that we sent you. And uh, let's get Dave on the line as well. Dave, welcome in, buddy. How are you? Thanks, Jim. We're doing pretty good tonight, uh, all things considered, with what the... uh football gods did to us this past weekend but uh hanging in there tonight i found some buffalo wild wings in the fridge so uh night just got a little bit better well there's nothing wrong with that um unfortunately guys for the second week in a row uh we start off with some sad news uh former uh hershey bear uh and and i mean i know he played with uh numerous other teams went to the university of minnesota uh andrew carroll 32 years old uh, he committed suicide on monday uh jumping from an upper level roadway to a lower level roadway at Chicago's uh, O'Hare airport. It was uh, ruled a suicide. Um, second week in a row, we have to, you know, uh, unfortunately start off on, on kind of a bad foot. And again, like we did last week, uh, just the thoughts and prayers with his, his family and friends and teammates and anyone that, uh, you know, came, came in touch with him. Um, 
but again, if, if you're if you're struggling and, and and you need help, you need to reach out to somebody. You can reach out to us. You can reach out to you know friends and family, but also the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Again, that's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. And you know, um, I really mean that. Reach out to us um, if you just need somebody to talk to. Uh, and, and we will, we will at least be a, uh, a year for you, uh, if you need it. So unfortunately again, Andrew Carroll, uh, former hockey player passing away age 32. So, uh, let's get, let's get to it guys. Uh, championship weekend this past weekend and, uh, Dave and I did not have as good of a day as the person here off to my right. Um, I, I think, I think honestly, <laughs> Oh my god. I think honestly, like I'm still I think I'm still just like in shock about it. Like I, I'm because I didn't see it coming. Neither did Case Keenum. <laughs> <laughs> like there there is a tale of, of two people on, on Sunday. There was me. Hello, darkness, my old friend. It's pretty much just watching, watching the whole situation happen, and I feel this was playing in my mind. The whole list of like, how is this happening? And then I'm pretty sure that because you uh, we didn't watch this together, but I'm pretty sure that this was you wherever you were. Like, I, it's, it's pretty accurate. It's spot on. Like, I just, I heard stories. I mean, mine had a few more obscenities in it, but it was, I, yeah, yeah, I would it assume was a lot like that. I would assume. Actually, mine had a few more obscenities as well. So, um,. I like. I don't even know, Dave. Like, we, I, I think you're probably closer to my side, correct? Yeah, Jim, uh, definitely there. My the only thing I could put this into perspective as is it's like you were playing Madden and you were the Vikings and you just had no clue how to play Madden. That's what that game looked like. Like, <laughs> what the hell happened? Right. Like, I'm not. I, I, I'm going to really try to not just sound like an angry Cowboys fan, but I am an angry Cowboys fan and I'll, and I'll get to that later on because I'll actually give the Eagles props when I do that. But like, I'm not trying to disrespect the Eagles, but like, how the hell did it happen? (laughs) That's what I don't understand. I I still three days later, am just going, how, why, how more why than how I guess. Well, in a, in a game where where neither team was really that experienced, uh, I I thought it the Eagles kind of took on the role of the team that knew what that had a game plan uh, to play with it, and then you know as the game progressed, which we'll get into, uh, I I think the Eagles just looked like they were ready to be there, that they 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 seemed to be in control the whole time once once they settled in, and um, I don't know I. I it, I mean, it shocked me as much as anybody else. I mean, you heard me last week. I didn't predict that. And if somebody did, I would have assumed that they had been at the bar all day. So, I, Well, I, I did say it would be 30-something to single digits. I just got the teams wrong. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I kind of got the that. over right at least. The, you yeah, the did. The over happened. Yes, the over did. happened. 
Um, yeah, I'm not proud. I'm not proud if I misjudge it, but as long as I'm catching the ticket, we're all golden. <laughs> well, you're golden. I'm sitting here frustrated and confused, which is, I mean, no different than I am on on most weeks. So at least we're we're Are we like, still talking about football. Uh we could be. Um, Jason uh, checks in on this. He said Eagles adjust better than anyone uh, except maybe the Pats. It's coaching. And, yeah, I mean, I'll give the, the Eagles coaching staff credit. I mean, they, they've done a hell of a job, uh, obviously, especially in, you know, it, since the since the Wentz injury. Um, you know, the, when, when, when everybody – and I was with you the night that it happened. And the <laughs> – Sean then and Sean now are, are two very different people – and like you were, you were getting into arguments with people the night that that Carson Wentz went down because uh, our friend Brady is was sitting there like, and that's not Tom Brady. We actually have a friend yeah. named Brady. I'm still waiting on my uh, my reply from Tom Brady to be friends. Still waiting on that. <laughs> um, but but Brady was trying to be like, oh, we'll be fine, and Foles will be fine, and you're like screaming at him across the <laughs> bar. It's not fine. You Nothing know, is fine. Nothing's fine. We're dead. It's over. Season's over. It's over. We're dead. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> that, like, was, that, that was that my was whole, you. Yeah. The night Wentz went down, and obviously it's a little different. Now. A little different now. A little different now. Yeah, things things are looking up <laughs> for me, for you, um, for a whole city, bud. Whole city. For uh, for people, if you want to call in and uh, give your thoughts, we have an open phone line. As much as I don't want to hear what people think, but we're, we're going to operate as normal. Uh, the number is 401-347-0613. Then enter pin 29312. Again, 401-347-0613. Use pin 29312. And for Dave, as it possibly could have, it did not start well for you. Uh, the Vikings, with relative ease, go down and score. Relative? Re- there was nothing relative about that. I it mean, was the Eagles, easy. They were not getting set. They didn't have the right personnel. Uh, it, I, w- watching that drive was as close to panic. <laughs> uh, you know, it was, it was literally, we've lost traction with the road. Uh, we we are sliding towards. Right, it's the that hill. moment you hit black yeah. ice. Like, it's it's you huh? got, you can't You're do anything. You're hydroplaning. You're just kind of trying to like, okay relax. Uh, it's going to hurt a lot less if you relax. You know, and, and it oh gosh, that was horrendous. Um, you know the Vikings. That was easy. Just straight down the field. Um, the Eagles couldn't get out of their own way even when they had the ball. And then the thing that we talked about last week is. You know, I thought that whoever's defense maybe scored more, but I thought whoever, whichever team made the most or the biggest mistake, and that came on the Vikings' second drive when, I mean, Chris Long made a hell of a play, still not totally sure where Keenum's going with that ball. Like, I don't know if it was just one of those long passes and hopefully the receiver gets under it if it's a high throw and only the receiver is going to go up and get it I, I don't know I still don't know where Keenum's throwing that ball because there was a lot of green jersey in, in that area and I understand that him getting hit by Chris Long is what you know caused the ball to go short and the ball to get intercepted and a pick six happened 
And the minute that happened, I was like, oh, no. Like, I just I just had that feeling because I, I, I don't think the Vikings were are built for that environment to deal with adversity. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong there, but it's when you're going into Philly, and that's why the home field advantage was was such a big deal for the Eagles. Well, and, and looking at that play, I, I was kind of wondering the same thing, like on the replay, where he might have been going. And, um, I mean, the only thing I could put together from the trajectory at all was that it was going to be a throw it out of bounds, I feel the pressure, you know, that kind of scenario. But, uh, you know, watching it again, he may not have gotten turned around. It could have been a ball downfield. Um, but, uh, yeah, Chris Long, uh, that was a great, great play by him. I thought the whole game was great for Chris Long. Um, but you called it last week. You said if if you're Minnesota, you got to come out and you want to uh, get up early, make sure, because at some point you said those fans are going to wake up, they're going to get hope, and they're going to have a reason to play. Yeah. I believe that was you who told me that, and it happened a lot sooner than Minnesota wanted it to. Yeah. Uh, Jared Chickson, he says the pick six kind of changed the momentum. The Eagles thrived on the underdog status. Um, and, and Doug Peterson called, you know, a near perfect game. He said he hopes that they left some gas in the tank, uh, obviously with playing, uh, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl again. Yeah. I mean, you, you got the crowd back into it and, and they, they, and, and, and the Eagles took over that game. Like, you know, very, very few cities can, I mean, they, they did exactly what, um, you know, I thought would happen if they, if they got in. And, and and they did, and they got into it. Dave, um, what's what, what what's uh, what's your thought? What's your assessment? And maybe about what happened? I mean, obviously uh, the Eagles dominated, but but what what happened to Minnesota? I just want to know why they only got seven points when Keenum threw the first two touchdowns of the game. That was a <laughs> very very key turning point of the game. There, I believe. Oh yeah, I mean it. it and and then you know obviously after the pick six the Vikings get the ball back and they they, they didn't look comfortable. Uh, again, they were affected by the crowd noise because seven points. Eagles turn the ball over on downs. Vikings have the ball like that. Crowd was quiet. Like the you could almost feel the oh shit not again. Like coming out of that stadium and then the pick six happens and it it's it, it, again it just goes the complete other way. And, you know, it, when when people talk about home field advantage and, and whether or not it's important or not, in some places it might not be. But in, in this case, with, with, with especially with this Eagles team, I, I think it was absolutely critical that they had it. Yeah, Jim, I mean, just thinking about this still, I mean, the, the, the thing that makes no sense about this is – I mean, you, you look at who the Vikings played the week before, and they allow more points to the Eagles with the backup quarterback. Granted, road versus home. But then the Eagles play the Falcons and can only score 15 versus a – and then they play the Vikings the following week and put up 38. Like, it, it just makes – it just blows the transitive pop property out of the water. It just makes no sense compared to how everything has gone the entire year. Um, but, again, I, not, not taking anything away from what the Eagles did, but, uh, I mean, Xavier Rhodes was hurt for a, a large portion of the game. Um, huge, huge effect. Um, just whether that, that, that obviously doesn't account for 30, 
30 at two odd points or however many points difference it is. But um, again, got to take it into account. Um, but again, I, I think you have to give the Eagles credit uh, what they've done and, and all this with Foles as their quarterback. And I mean, it, what, what does Nick Foles do from here? I mean, realistically, after this year, that's another uh, gigantic question that's going to have to be asked. Um, I mean, I think a, a lot of it will play into to to where uh, and what he does, you know, in ten days. You know, if, if but I mean, he's he's at least earned a roster spot somewhere. Um, he's probably better than some team's starting quarterbacks at this point. I mean, I, I would take him, I would take him right now over what they have in Cleveland. I mean, I, I know that's not saying a lot, but, uh, and there's probably some other teams that you could make a case based on what we've seen, you know, since, since Foles has come in, especially the way he's, he's played most of his playoffs, uh, and then down the stretch that, you know he, he he could earn a spot somewhere, but uh, you know that'll obviously you know play out over the course of the year. Um, you know one one other like one storyline that that always runs with the Eagles is obviously the fan base and you know the good versus bad and the the perception versus reality of what they really are and and um, you know I've 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 actually defended the Eagles fan base uh, throughout the. Uh, season and even even throughout the playoffs because you know you you see the stories of the uh you know like the guy that I think what hit a hit a cop horse and then hit a cop <laughs> like I've heard of, two separate punched horse stories well the, there was one punched horse story last week and then this week there was a guy who punched the horse and then punched the cop when he when they were trying to arrest him for punching the horse how does that help anyone? I I don't know. What, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've tailgated hard before. I mean, I've I've been ready for games, and at no point did I look at a security guard, <laughs> an officer, an usher, a horse, a, a person that told me there was no more beer. I've never looked at anyone and been like, I need to assault that. There guy. was a, there's been no point in my life where I've looked at a horse and thought that. Well, horses are enormous creatures. They're, they're, they're probably from outer space. They're horrifying. They could be from outer space. They're. I don't know. They're, they're gigantic. Why would you want to punch? The, the thing I didn't get, and 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 you know, obviously people start filming once, uh, you know, once the situation starts to break down a little. But what I didn't get was when uh, why Eagles fans were fighting each other. That's what I didn't understand because there was points where a lot, like a lot of these situations, it's not like there was a Vikings fan that they were picking up. They were just like fighting each other. Like so, I don't know if they were just like so. Well, amped it's family squabble, you know. Yeah, they're just so amped up by we the. We can't win. Yes, we can. <laughs> I should kill you. Like you know, they were that just, kind of thing. They were just so amped up by the uh, situation that they uh, that, that they decided to take it out on each other. Um, All that has to be said is it was a six o'clock game in Philadelphia, and it makes sense. Philly, Philly. <laughs> um, but then uh, you know there was the clip of them like throwing beer cans at Vikings fans, and like they were full beers. They were. That's a waste of even beer. if you hate those people. Why are you giving them beers? Right, or you're you're missing them and you're you're just throwing away good beer. I know, right? I mean, it's still a full can. Right. It's a. It's a. It's that's alcohol abuse. I don't care what anybody says. That's alcohol abuse, and it shouldn't be tolerated. Um, but too many times, you know, I think I think the story is written and and it's it's an easy play in the media that 
you know, the Philadelphia sports ba- sports fan base is so bad, and uh, you know that they, they they just pick out these little moments. But overall, again, look at look at post game, and post game I think is a great example of you know kind of breaking that stereotype a little bit. There was zero arrests after the game. The people celebrated. I mean, the streets got taken over, but there was there was no arrests, um, which I would have lost on that bet. By the way, oh yeah. Like if you would have, if, I don't care what the, uh, if the, if the over under number on, on arrest would have been 10 or less, I would have taken the over. Yes. Like I, I assumed I was going to wake up and there was going to be sections of Philadelphia that were on fire. Um, and maybe that'll be, you're forgetting, an, you're forgetting an important factor that the cops were celebrating with them. So they couldn't arrest anyone. <laughs> well, actually, you can't take someone to the station if you're too drunk to drive. James. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the legal limit of intoxication on a horse? Like, I don't know, but they found out. We found it and passed it too. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it's and, and you know that there's. I saw a clip today of when uh, Mike Zimmer was coming off the field. There's fans like shaking hands with him. So I, I've always tried to tell people that, and, and and if you really if you look around, there's there's bad everywhere. I mean, there's f- literally fights in. Most NFL stadiums every weekend, there are, um, you know, what, there was a San Francisco Giants, was it a Giants fan that killed a Dodgers fan or Dodgers fans that... I think it was Giants to the Dodgers, I think it was in San Francisco, I thought, but I, it could be the other way. I, th- I know actually, what you're talking about. I think about. it was the other way, maybe, but it was a Dodgers fan, Dodgers fans beat up a Giants fan and he ended up, you know, months later dying because of the injuries. Um, I, I, I read a story once of, there was a... Oklahoma fan driving through Texas and he happened to have an Oklahoma shirt on and his car broke down and he went into like one of these like roadside like steak joints or barbecue joints um trying to like get a you know get a phone or you know get somebody to help him with his car and um a couple of guys at the bar started just kicking the shit out of him because he's wearing an Oklahoma shirt and they were going to castrate him with a a shovel you know like the pointed like digging shovels yeah like a spade yeah but like the giant ones like Like a big old like a grave digger like i'm gonna dig a hole like i'm gonna dig a hole in the earth with this shovel they were going to castrate him with this but somebody at the bar had the good sense and good heart to call the police wait was the shovel in the bar do we have yeah, I was going to say, what the hell are you... T- I don't know if the shovel was in the bar or was in the guy's truck or what. I would assume there was, uh, you know, a knife present. I would assume <laughs> that at the very least you're in a restaurant. Yeah, no, they went shovel. I don't know... Well, where- I guess anybody willing the, to do this, the thought process... The news story be- didn't elaborate where the shovel well, came from. Well, that's just poor reporting. I know, it is poor reporting. But they were going to castrate him with a shovel. <laughs> until, somebody, until somebody called the police. Oh, Lord, Texas. The police got there and luckily got there before it, it happened. So, there again. I guess my point is just, it's everywhere. Well, that guy made one grave mistake. He messed with Texas. <laughs> he did. Don't don't don't, <laughs> don't mess with Texas. Sorry, oh Dave. Lord, that this this podcast took a turn. It sure did. <laughs> Uh, See what gee. happens when we have nothing better to talk. Are about? Are we still talking about football? I don't know even what we're talking about. Where were you going with that rant? Just that the Eagles fan base should not be judged by the bad. Ah, uh, let them. It's, it's I'm over it. 
I know I'm not. And you know, I, I mean, I, I I tweeted it earlier in the week, and and um, I know I think you retweeted it. The um, uh, Zimmer's charity, uh, yes. yeah, you yeah. Know, the week the week after it had received a flood of donations from Philadelphia fans. And um, these were people that just they were as disgusted as you are. They were as disgusted as the media was with, with you know seeing the videos of these you know cans being thrown and and the way it wasn't just to other fans. I mean, this was a treatment when the bus came rolling into town, the fans leaving the stadium. There, there, there were um, you know the the Philly faithful, the the hecklers that uh, found their way to the bus and were pounding on the bus or throwing drinks at the bus. Yeah, and I mean, I and, I've and these these uh, you know. The, the fans that are disgusted by that have flooded Mike Zimmer's uh, charity with with donations, uh, with, with apology messages, and you know trying to somewhat make amends. And 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 you know to be honest, I didn't see much on a national level of that being covered, but um, but it was national enough. I mean, I got it from a national source. I got it from the score. So it, you know it. Right. It's it's not it, it's it's not necessarily something that's going to be picked up on on. You know, you're not going to turn on Sports Center and see that. You'll probably see the the beer can sitting the hit the bus. Um, but I know when I went to Notre Dame pit game in Pittsburgh, um, like the Notre Dame bus was having a, a having trouble like pulling into to Heinz Field where the uh, it was it was like a small entrance and the and, and like Pittsburgh fans were throwing shit at the Notre Dame bus. So it's like it's it's not. It's not isolated, uh, you know, to right. Philadelphia. Jason says the horse punchers and the wankers that fight with other Eagles fans are the redheaded stepchildren in our dysfunctional football family. Yeah, I mean, I got like that's the thing. It, it uh, I actually think that, that that's kind of been a, a neat um, kind of trend that that's that's come this year, starting kind of too with uh, like Todd Gurley, uh, like a lot of you know. F- Guys that won fantasy leagues because of him were donating to his charity. Uh, it's happened with other players, and obviously with uh, with the with the Bills fans donating to Andy Dalton's. So like th- this charity donation train seems, seems to keep rolling on, which is really cool that uh, sports fans are stepping up and, and doing uh, good things like that. And and my my last my last point about this game is is just my my utter frustration as a as a Cowboys fan because Cowboys fans as a whole want to make a lot of excuses about um you know why the Cowboys weren't didn't make the playoffs and well Zeke got suspended and and they they, they just have all the excuses in the world and the injuries of Tyron Smith and the injuries of Sean Lee but I'm like look at look at the the way that the Eagles were ravaged by injury this year and they they don't make excuses because they have a head coach they have a system that works they have you know the, a mentality that uh everybody just kind of unifies and they embrace it and uh it has been an absolute success as a cowboys fan i think that is i mean it's it's bad enough the eagles are in the super bowl that that is that is bad enough for me but i'm sitting here going after 13 and 3 last year to what the Cowboys did this year and that they've missed the playoffs seven times under Jason Garrett and and Jerry Jones reiterates today that the uh that that you know one year removed from the uh, NFL coach of the year Jason Garrett's job is absolutely not in jeopardy there's no hot seat there's no worried we're confident in it. and I'm just, like I just sit here like banging my head going 
Don't you get it? Like the 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 best teams have adversity equal to or worse than what the Cowboys had this year, and they rise up above it. And the Cowboys crumbled. The I mean, at week sixteen, Christmas weekend, the Cowboys had the perfect opportunity to put themselves basically in a situation to beat Seattle and then beat Philly, and you're probably going to be in. And they completely crapped the bet again, and and you you, you see the Eagles lose arguably their their most important player probably their most important player yeah i don't i don't think there's an argument the other way there like so you lose your most important player and they didn't flinch and they may have gotten i don't want to say better but they're a hell of a lot better than anyone expected them to be philly fans included and and they're they're sitting one win away from their first lombardi trophy philly philly like and that that just that 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 pisses me off, even more than than it does at the Eagles <laughs> or in the Super Bowl. Uh, Dave, uh, I'll let you give any more thoughts on this game, and then I'll let Sean do it as well. You're gonna, you're gonna pass the mic, okay? I'll wait. Yeah, I'll let Dave get I'm his good. in. You're, are you good? I got nothing else to say. Okay, Sean, go ahead. All right, when you're talking about how the game transpired, and you're talking about. Um, the 38 points, you know, I, I, I've heard the Xavier Rhodes thing, and I've heard a lot of other things. What the Eagles were able to do in that game that the Vikings were not was adjust, and uh, they came with a, with a game plan. Because I, I, I thought about the Falcons thing, too. How did we not score against the Falcons and put up this? Uh, some of that's game plan. You know, obviously we knew they were going to come for the run because we didn't trust Nick Foles, uh, according to everyone in the world. And um, they came with play actions. They came with um, – with, with schemes to, uh, to to keep it safe for a while. And then I think the game script just kind of changed it. I think Nick Foles was given a lot more freedom, and it's easy to do that when, when you're ahead by several scores. Um, that it was, you know, and, and I, I'm pretty sure, you know, if, you know, the long deep ball to Jeffrey, I don't know if, you know, if he's not there, if, if Nick has like a second option or it's just go out of bounds. Um, but they – Took a took a bet that um, Terrence Newman wasn't good enough for a double move, and and uh, they were right. Um, As a Cowboys fan, I, I I yeah yeah it it didn't take much, and and yeah. um, you know then it just became then I think the confidence you get the crowd energy in it, you get everything else. Nick Foles, Nick Foles believed in Nick Foles more than anyone in the world has ever believed in Nick Foles, and yes. for a guy that had so little confidence less than a year ago that he was debating retirement based on what happened in St. Louis. Crazy. I mean, don't get me wrong, if I went in as a quarterback in that god-awful team in St. Louis and couldn't start for that team, I'd consider retiring too. Right. But you get a team gives you a chance, the chance opens up in a horrible, horrible well, tragedy. Well, it's a, a place that's, that, that he knows and, and loves it here. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, uh, you know, I talked about the opportunity he had going into the playoffs that he had, um, you know, a three-game window. You know, you could just sure. fall right off the earth. The city of Philadelphia was ready to start forgetting him based on his three games going into the playoffs. And he had an opportunity to win this city over and become a borderline legend. And he's almost there. I mean, at this point, no one's teetering on hatred anymore because you got us here. Um, so now the city's electric. Uh, the team showed me enough that I am not going to go making guarantees or, or, you know, throwing down any you know, six, nine-figure bets or anything like that, mostly because I don't have six or nine <laughs> figures. I was going to say, how the hell are you doing that? You know, but, uh, you know, if I did, I'm not that crazy. But 
they've shown me they can win and they've shown me it could happen, you know, and, um, you know, I'll talk more about, you know, preview and, and things like that, uh, down the road. Um, but, uh, on a kind of a comedy, you know, I was talking to a guy earlier, uh, in, in the, uh, in the week, I was talking a couple of days ago and about the matchup and how I was joking around like, Oh, I hope uh, Tom Brady really does hurt himself, you know? And he's like, oh, right, so you can play us without a quarterback. And that's why I want it to happen. Oh, my God. So that God. I can hear New England. Oh. It's not because they're a worse product without him and I, and I want to win. It would be hilarious to hear New England tell Philadelphia about playing about playing without their quarterback, especially after you traded away two quarterbacks. I mean, to be fair, you know, I mean. But, it, it, you know, right. I'm not hoping Tom gets no, hurt. I, you don't yeah. want to win a Super Bowl that way. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll gladly will if the sports gods are listening. Um, but – I don't want to win that way. I, I think we're good enough to be competitive even with him on the field. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I'm rolling high. I don't even know how excited to be at this point. Um, but when, I, when I'm feeling down, I just I watch the, either the hype video from that game or the highlights from it, and uh, <laughs> I, it's good. I had, a, I had a roommate in college that um, – I'm done. That, uh, fly, Eagles, fly. Philly, Philly. I had a roommate in college. Hashtag. You, you, you said I don't it. think I use hashtags correctly. Hashtag. I don't think you do. Um, you said about like you, you know you would you would gladly take it if if Brady got hurt, but like I had a roommate in college that that went on and on about how uh like the Cowboys teams in the nineties were filled with like the like you know the most scumbaggy of scumbag players and this and that, and I was like, so are you, are you telling me that uh, you know if you had the choice that you wouldn't take that team or worse? If it meant you got three Super Bowls, oh, no, I would gladly take that. I'm just pointing out the fact that the Cowboys were scumbags. It's like, okay, fair enough. There you go. And I'm not denying that either because they were. Uh, all right, AFC Championship. Um, man, the Jags. We were so close. <laughs> the Jags were so close to uh, to glory, but they uh, they got Brady. Or did they get Bortled? We're not real sure. I don't think they got Bortled. No, no one got Bortled. I don't think they got Bortled. Uh, I think they got. I think they got Bradyed. I think they got Belichicked and they got Bradyed. Um, yeah, New uh, New England does it again. Somehow does it again. Finds ways to win. That that, that that's just what New England does. And for the, I've lost count of how many times in the what three more years than that number would be times Tom Brady is back in the Super Bowl uh this time at 40 years of age um and you know I go I go back to last week and I know I tweeted it I'm pretty sure we talked about it here they tell you know the the stuff coming out about Brady and Belichick and Kraft not getting along and then it was the Brady hand injury and all of this and I'm like I'm pretty sure this shit is is just a smokescreen like the media is running with all of this shit, and I'm like, I don't, I don't deny that Brady's hand was hurt, but the fact that for three days on ESPN they're like, "Is Tom Brady gonna play? Is <laughs> is, is is are they gonna have to go? Was is Hoyer the back? Who the hell's even the backup? There? Ryan Hoyer. Okay, yeah. Hoyer's the back. Are they gonna have to go to Hoyer? Is is Brady gonna play? Are the Patriots gonna be able to do this? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, there's no way. That Brady's not playing here. There's no way. And there's no way that's, that he's not going to be effective. And then immediately, you know, they're, they're focusing every camera shot when he's on the sideline of the hand and the tape. And there's a point where, like, the trainer's, like, putting glue to make sure the. But you never saw the stitches. 
You did never see this. In a world full of cameras, like there's not a shot of him going through a stop sign, going (laughs) past a fan, going in a locker room. Nothing. I've seen no stitch, not one. There's more stitches in Lilo and Stitch than I've seen on Tom Brady's hand. (laughs) Um, That's the best joke I've told all day. Thank you. (laughs) But like... There, I, I still remember, like the, the the craziness of the fact that CBS is is talking to, you know, w- one of their guys in a headset is going, get a get a sh- get a shot, a close shot as tight as you can get on Brady's hand. What what's the trainer doing? And it's it's they're just gluing. They're like because they're gluing the tape down, and like Romo and Nance are discussing like the the meaning behind the glue and the tape and what. And I'm like, it's so the tape doesn't come off. Because if the tape comes off, you'll see that there's no stitch. Right, right. <laughs> you'll see that the whole thing has been uh, made up. But like, it just—it's crazy. And what the the first pass that he threw was like this perfect arc that like geometrists dream about. That's it's it's like a math major's wet dream is this pass that Brady and I'm like, exactly. And he did it all day. so i don't care that the 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 jaguars were winning i'm like at some point this patriots team is just going to do what they did and and another thing it came down to is is the jaguars made two huge mental errors that kept the drive going and got new england and, and they ended up scoring was the helmet to helmet hit on gronk which he is listed as concussed in the first injury report for the Super Bowl. Um, but he was knocked out of the game, and then the uh, pass interference on the next play, which could have gone either way, but you know, I've seen worse called. I've seen worse not called. I've seen less called, less not called. So those plays kept that drive going, and I'm like, man, Jacksonville is going to regret gonna regret those two plays but yeah new england wins it was yeah i know we all doubted it but it, it's it's written as it is written <laughs> let's hear what dave has to say dave's not happy by the way no yes <laughs> dave does not like grumpy dave matchup at we a, all we have a grumpy dave yeah grumpy is probably a compliment there's no stand in my so my first thing that stood out, and the media talked about it, um, but how do you not have Bortles try and get points at the end of the first half? You're in New England. You have two timeouts. You have 50-some seconds I was going to say that a minute, right? Like a minute? Yeah, yeah, a minute. Two timeouts. And I don't even care if you go back and throw the ball the first time. Go back and run and give it a pitch to, to Yeldon or something, something outside and see if you can break break something. I mean, worst case, then you get up the line semi-quick and you got 30 seconds left and do the same thing again. You're on the road in New England. You got to try and be aggressive. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's kind of kind of set their own destiny there. So there's no reason. I mean, Bortles looked fairly competent in the entire game. Uh, you you got to trust him there to try and go get your points here. You got to stay aggressive. Um, the, the other thing is, and I've had a bunch of people that I've seen uh, social media People in the bowling alley this week just complaining that New England's played two playoff games and they've had two penalties against them. Well, that goes to to me. It's it's not a saga with the ref, yada yada yada. It is just a fact that New England is experienced and they're a pretty darn good coach team. I mean, this isn't like there's blatant penalties being missed that I have seen. 
Um, and yes, I am kind of sticking up for New England here, so <laughs> put that on record. Um, but I, I, I think it's one of those that the, the penalties aren't going to aren't aren't the reason that New England is playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, right. this team was had their backs up against the wall and got out of it and found a way to win. Um, so I think that's pretty much the the key there. And I mean, if you're going to go for an NFL story, it's the fact that they didn't want the the Eagles Jaguars game to be in London to be a rematch of the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and, and to your point about the penalties, I, I went back, there, there's, a, there's a great site, and I, I can't think of the actual name of the site, but uh, that tracks every penalty. And going back to 2009 is when I think the, the website was started. There's only been one year that New England has been in the top 10 in penalties against. And, and and all of those other years, they've been in, like, the bottom five or six teams in penalties against. Like, they are in, consistently, year in, year out, one of the most disciplined teams. You know, and, and it comes from the top on down. Like, it, it's that, – that team is run like a machine. And, you know, if there are problems with the machine, you fix the problem. Like, you don't let the problem get worse. You fix it. And, and and that's that's what New England does, and you know it's 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 really easy. And and the point I've I've made is that every week, every year, every game, there are instances of terrible calls made. That every week you can complain about how poor the officiating is in the NFL, how it needs to be better. That you you know need to have probably less rules so that the officials can be better versed in the rules to enforce. Because I think that's part of the problem, is that that rule book just gets bigger and bigger every year, and they nitpick every little thing. But for every other game, it's bad officiating. When the Patriots play, it's a conspiracy, and the league wants them to win. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Especially if it happens in 10 days. <laughs> right on board. Right, exactly. Yeah. You're, like, uh, you're like, oh, they never penalized. They're very disciplined. I'm like, yeah, disciplined. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Um, but like, uh, <laughs> now I lost my, I, I lost my, uh, my thought. But yeah, it, you know, it, it, it's not. I, I just, I, I just don't think that a team that has had their quarterback miss four games for being found. Maybe possibly had something he might have known about a football being underinflated when a lot of other footballs for even the Colts were underinflated and and I mean just countless other things with the Patriots team that could go towards them not being favored by the league. It's it, you know everybody wants to just grab onto this conspiracy that I just I find it laughable in, in a way. Right. I don't know if it's laughable. I mean, it is. It isn't. I mean, people are going to have their beliefs either way. I, I don't know. There's, it's it's a it's the the Tom Brady point's a big one. I mean, that's that's something that um, with uh you know with him getting suspended for four games. Which, by the way, with the Deflate Gate, how do we not like? I mean, I see a lot of you know. I follow like feeds on games. I follow. Did, have you ever seen a game where they're like, "Yep, balls are checked, all as well." I've I've not I've seen never it. seen a report on the footballs. You know what ever. I have seen though, 
is a couple years ago when the Cowboys played the Packers in the playoffs, I've heard Joe Buck say on the broadcast that Aaron Rodgers admits to having his equipment team overinflate the balls. Yes. Like they said that on a broadcast that he admits to to it that Rodgers <laughs> instructs them to do it. But nobody remembers that. Was, <laughs> they realized it was Joe Buck, so you can't trust the source. Yeah, he wouldn't know anything inside unless it was like a Yankees, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I know inside. Do the Yankees things. overinflate their baseball? I think they overinflate the baseball. They might. That's how they win. But you know, it's like you know, you can hear that, and then, you know, the because I, I was I was walking through our, our cable department at work the one day, and the guys like, "Oh, the Patriots cheat," and I'm like, "Stop!" <laughs> like, like I and I debunked. Like I said, give me three reasons why you say the Patriots cheat, and he named them all. And each one I debunked within like 25 seconds, and he's just like, "You're cheaters." <laughs> all right, I'm walking away. <laughs> like, all right. Because like the big thing is is like one of the big the the, the initial uh, thing that started that was the uh, like the filming of practices right like Spygate Spygate yeah like going into the Super Bowl and then there was like two times at other ones and I know the one in the Super Bowl I, I don't know much about what they filmed like when they got caught against the Jets or the Packers I know they got caught against both teams with someone filming somewhere uh, but I I know that the the Super Bowl practice it wasn't even an issue that they were filming. That that was a that is well, a neither practice. was neither was the uh, the Jets thing. It was it was more of an issue of where, where they were filming from. Yes. So it, it like the actual people think that like you know oh they filmed practices they were you're allowed to have that yeah you're allowed to have that footage as, as preparation like that's yes. part of right like, you know and that's why teams have open practices and closed practices yes. because you have a set of plays. That no one has seen. The media Correct. hasn't seen right. it. You haven't even talked about it on a field in front of anyone. And that's where the, you know, that that dark, dingy, you know, what Belichick does in their, I imagine, is something like the uh, boxing rehearsal room uh, from Rocky. I would imagine <laughs> it's like Mickey's gym, um, but with like a beat up football field in it. That's what they practice on for closed practices. It's the only thing that makes sense. That's why he wears a hoodie. Yeah. I, I mean,. I mean that's sound logic right there. Yeah, I mean the the the, the uh, spy gates where it started, and and it's just yeah. There's there's no there's no conspiracy. There's no uh, in, you know intent by the uh, by the by the officials. Does oh I'll, I'll let I'll let that question I'll let that question sit until after the uh, until after the Super Bowl, and let, let's look at just some of the early lines and 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 things. Is is currently. Uh, New England a five point favorite, uh, and the over under is at forty eight. Dave, is that is that uh, correct? Am, am I am I off on that? Has it moved since the last I checked it? You're you're spot on as of a couple hours ago. Uh, line is heading downwards, so if you like the Eagles, get your money in now. Now is is the line moving because of the injury report coming out and Gronk being on there as con- as having a concussion? Uh, my personal opinion is the line is moving because everyone is basing it off of last week. The okay. Eagles look great against the Vikings. Yeah, the money's on Phil. The money's on Philadelphia. That's where it's going right now. Yeah. It'll trend down. And, and it's I, just the, the sheer fact that a lot of people bet based on what they saw last weekend. But you kind of got to take the the whole uh, season into account. But that being said, um, I think this number is fairly accurate at the moment. Um, 
probably going to see it. It might get down to th- four at game time, maybe. Um, but the, the thing is, I, I think there's a little bit of value on the Eagles still with that number. Uh, I think you're paying for the experience of Belichick and Brady. However, I'm not in a hurry to back this number. Um, the look-ahead line prior to the games last weekend uh, showed the Eagles about seven, seven-and-a-half-point underdogs um, with the total in the 43 range. So um, based on the game last weekend, the total shot up five points, and the, the size has come down about two, which are pretty big moves from Vegas standards. So um, just interesting to see where these end up. But uh, it, it's a fascinating thing in the betting world just because of it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an actual market that uh, literally if you get too heavy on one side, you just move the number and then you'll get – plays coming in on the other side and sure. even it out so well, and dave do you, do you think that uh the eagles have been a, like i know there have been a lot of a, a lot of moves going on you know with the eagles lines have moved on both of their games uh, so far do you think the bets uh for or against philly are kind of more of a fun or or uh, enticing play because the eagles were so uh it was kind of an unpredictable situation you really only had like a three game window with nick Foles that may or may not have actually been the game plan they were intending on running in the playoffs. You think that has anything to do with those lines? Um, I think some of it is. I mean, I, I think uh, I think your your professional betters are 100% doing that. We're gonna we're gonna buy a team when they're low, and we're gonna sell a team when they're high. Right. Uh, first game, you absolutely could not uh, have a better buy high, sell low spot. The Falcons had, I don't know, seven straight wins, something along those lines, coming in there. It seemed like and. Uh, again, everyone w- didn't want to be on uh, Philadelphia. Uh, generally, if a team seems impossible to bet or there's no way you can bet them, it's a given line. Some reason, somehow, it, it, it tends to work out more times than not. Um, I, I think part of it is that how, how do you how do you power rate the Eagles team with Nick Foles versus Carson Wentz? How much of it was Carson Wentz is doing versus how much of it was the system and any quarterback could do it? I mean, I, I'm starting to think more and more after watching these playoff games that it's a system-type thing versus a quarterback. Granted, Carson Wentz is an improvement over Foles, but it, is it a system thing or is it, uh, you know, the quarterback that's really contributing to it? And plus the other thing is that defense looks pretty darn good right now. Yeah, it does. you got to factor that in too. Yeah, and and you know, I it, it'll obviously uh continue to move uh as as we get to next week's show and and uh, getting closer to the Super Bowl. Uh you know, obviously I I think probably the most prevailing storyline going towards, you know, the next week is uh Rob Gronkowski and the importance of him if you look at um this Eagles defense, their their probably weakest point is defending against the tight end. So if if you're New England, you're you know praying, hoping, sacrificing anything you can find to uh, to to you know have Gronk uh, be healthy, and and I I think that I I think that he will be healthy and be cleared uh, for, for the game, but uh, you got to hope that he can he can play the whole game. Uh, I think and we're not going to do too much breakdown this week. We'll we'll do that next week and get all of the the predictions in next week. But um, I think it it's huge. Huge, huge, huge for uh, New England to have Gronk in this game. So, Jim, quite kind of piggybacking off of this, and I know you said we're not doing any predictions, but um, fantasy matchups for these daily fantasy games. Gun to your head right now, and you have to take Ertz or you have to take Gronkowski. Who do you take? 
Right now, I'd probably take Ertz sitting here today. See, I think I take Gronkowski all the time. It's a Super Bowl. There's no way he's not playing, is, is my opinion. I mean, you, it, it's Belichick. You're going to get through that concussion protocol somehow. Well, I'm, sure. I'm not yeah, fair like, to ask because I'm going to start all Eagles. I'm, I'm going to say, not even Tom. <laughs> give me Foles. Give me uh, – but I think Ertz could be a bigger part of the game plan next week. He wasn't well, hugely if, involved and, this week. Uh, by the end of the game, he was in possession. But, but because of that, I think some of the adjustments – you know, I, I could see him being a pretty big part of it. And it's not that I don't think Gronk will be out because I have no doubt that he will clear the concussion protocol, which is a farce anyway, but uh, he will clear the concussion protocol. It's, you know, does he get, you know, as of sitting here today, does he get, you know, hit again? Does he get knocked back out again? How effective will he be? Will he be used somewhat as a decoy? I don't know. But I, I think I think Ertz could uh, – could could factor in more as we're sitting here today. How would you? What would you, you say? You would take Gronk. Um, I think I think I would take Gronk just because I think again I have a different mindset on things, like mm-hmm. you all know. Um, but everyone's going to take Ertz as their tight end, and again, I'm if I'm playing daily fantasy, I'm trying to get a huge lineup right. versus trying to get something. Will that everyone, everyone take Ertz? I, I I seem I feel like if. A thousand people bought into a league. I I don't know. I I think more than half would take Gronk. I I mean, assuming like they all think that you are, and and I mean I agree. There's there's no way this concussion pushes its way out for two weeks. The Patriots will spin it that way, but uh, it, it's I mean he's gonna play. I mean, if I, I, if I my I, guess yeah. is Tom Brady will have to have more stitches back in his hand. Next Probably week. <laughs> a couple on his neck. Or <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I mean, Oops. Gronk's gonna play. And and you know, but we'll have to we'll have to keep watching some fantasy trends uh, for like daily fantasy stuff as we go to next week. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this. This is pretty interesting. They talked about it on the President Steve Show at WMMR this morning. Um, it is a, a writer for uh, Philly dot com uh, started a petition on Change dot org to uh, get the NFL to allow. Uh, Super Bowl watch parties in hometown stadiums of the teams. Uh, I mean, we've seen that in, in the NBA and oh, the yeah. NHL and, and Major League Baseball where, you know, stadiums and Hershey's done it for, for Calder Cup games where, you know, these stadiums will open up, fans will come and hang out and, you know, they have the at least a couple of the concession stands open and, uh, you know, they sit and watch the game in the stadium. But because of uh, NFL uh, broadcast and, and, you know, uh, contracts things like that uh they've never been able to do that uh so you know this is a petition to uh to try and get the the league to allow uh the eagles to open up uh the link and obviously in turn uh gillette stadium be open as well it uh, i think it just launched either yesterday or today uh it is up to 3800 of the 5000 uh of 5000 signatures i guess that they that they want to get um I mean, I think it's a cool idea. Uh, it it kind of surprises me that the NFL doesn't allow it. Um, but uh, to that, I, I I don't think this is going to work for this one. <laughs> um, but Sean, I think I think if it happens, Sean, you and uh, you and Jimmy Jam have to go watch the Super Bowl in the link. Yeah, there's no fucking way. Go to the link. There's no way. Come to the birdcage. But but I think one of one of the points she was beers, making beers are too expensive there for me. I, I don't have that kind of cash. <laughs> one of one of the points she was making too, though, is if you take, uh, you know, the NFL could spin it kind of in a positive way. 
uh, you know, you take like the the proceeds or a percentage of the proceeds and and uh, you know give them to a Eagles charity and a Patriots charity because you saw like the uh, the underdog shirts that um, was it Chris was it Chris Long that started them? no Lane Johnson I Lane think. Johnson yeah. uh, and then the NFL this week as they're rolling out their merchandise for the championship and, and the Super Bowl is like they came out with one of their own and I and I know Chris Long tweeted I'm sure Lane Johnson or Eagles did. They were like, uh, "Hey, um, would you, since you're kind of piggybacking our idea, do you want to uh, donate the proceeds from this to uh, charity?" And they actually are. So the one that the NFL is selling with the with that underdog with the dog mask, those are going to charity as well. So, like, which it would have been a really bad. Uh, it would have been pretty bad press to not bad do press for the yeah. NFL if they didn't. Uh, but good to see they are. But but if you do this, maybe you know the 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 money. That you uh, you make it, you know, or have donations or something, so that you can kind of spin spin it to a positive. Um, I mean, it's always cool when you see it in the other leagues. That that I think maybe in time the NFL would do it, but I, I don't think this is going to work for this year. It's too close. It, yeah, there's no way. There's enough watch parties in Philadelphia if you really right. want to see it in Philadelphia. Right. There's I mean, I'm be- sure Xfinity Live right there in the parking lot yeah. gonna have it. Every bar gonna have it uh get together with some friends if you want to do if you want to do it outside even put a you know put up a screen and do a projector in your yeah. backyard like if you really want to be outside you, you can find ways to do it but yeah i'm i mean i'm not going <laughs> it's not gonna work for me and then uh the last thing i have uh this week guys is is there's starting to be a lot more buzz to a potential return of the xfl um uh, about a month or so ago, Vince McMahon was beginning the idea of uh, of selling the, his majority stock uh, to fund a alternate uh, entertainment company, and um, the, you know, the, with that, there, there's been a lot of buzz uh, in conference calls for this weekend's Royal Rumble pay per view and, and media interviews leading up to this weekend's pay per view. Uh, you know, Triple H, who is the CFO of the WWE, uh, has said that, you know, whatever Vince does is, you know, this is away from the WWE. Like, Vince would be funding this, you know, entirely on his own accord. Um, and, I, and I saw yesterday, I don't I don't know, you know, where, where the source of the, the picture or whatever came from, but there was a potential uh, logo leak uh, for the XFL. And, you know, a lot of people kind of like roll their eyes about it. But for me, I'm sitting here going, what better time than now? If you're going to do this, if you're, if you're going to make an attempt, whether it be Vince McMahon and the XFL or somebody else is going to make an attempt at, a, at an alternate professional football league, this is probably your best time. Because if, you know, whether you want to totally believe the, the, stuff around ratings and and you know NFL boycotts and all of that um you know the perception is the NFL's down so the, why the money line says differently but uh right but yeah. right but you know the perception is the NFL's down so you might as well start something because you know for football fans I'll fucking watch <laughs> if you're going to give me football that's not at the same time as the NFL and it's I'll, yeah, oh, I'll be glued to it. Like I will watch it. I enjoyed it the last time. 
but you know, it, 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 I don't think there's any better time than now if you if you're going to do it, and maybe that's why it, why it could potentially be happening. Uh, there's a lot of buzz that there could be a press conference to announce it sometime between now and Super Bowl Sunday. So I don't know if like Vince is going to try and like you know t- take some of the thunder, or, or you know, which is not going to happen. You're not going to take thunder away from the Super Bowl. Uh, with the XFL, but you're going to get people talking, um, and and I mean I would be I'd be on board. Well, and and the other unique thing about the timing, like you're talking about the timing uh, with the league being down and whatever, uh, th- what's what with what could come in the next few years is that the collective bargaining agreement is going to be up for renewal. And we are at a time with kneeling and with everything else where you have groups of players that feel the owners have too much power, and you have groups of owners that feel like the players have too much power. And if they don't find a way to meet somewhere, that's going to lock out. Like, there's there's going to have – like, there's a good chance. Sitting the- here today, I don't see – I don't see there being a chance that the league doesn't lock out. It, I mean, it, it looks bad. And if you can get the ball rolling on an alternative – that means that you either a have the power play, or you have forced the hand of the NFL for someone to back down. Yeah, because the NFL's got to realize that if you have an alternative product, because I've said for years that the NFL is the only one of the four major sports, in my opinion, that could probably just hire replacement players and still be somewhat successful. It, it's what I mean, happened it's gonna before, hurt, but like they could do it because the money's rolling and people don't want to give up their Sundays in the fall. So I think people would watch it. But if they have an alternative and another league's already got the ball rolling and it is more visually exciting to watch and guys are already under contract that would have been open to play in the other, you know, it, it, it could give an edge, uh, more of an edge than they would have uh, should that happen. So, so the timing, you're right, is perfect. Um, I don't know. It would be exciting to, to kind of watch that, that feud go again. Uh, Dave, thoughts, anything? If I can play fantasy or Andor get some cash down on it, I'm all for it. If not, I don't care. There you go. <laughs> fantasy. Well, you get fantasy football, and then the season ends, and it's like, boom, fantasy football. It would give me another opportunity to have another belt in my house. <laughs> fantasy XFL. <laughs> You're damn right. And then I would, without a doubt, spray NWO on the front of the belt if I won the uh, if I won that one. Um Really, that the guys. That, that's all I have uh, this week, Dave. Do you have anything else to uh, to add, Jim? Since this is a sports podcast, there's one more thing that we we absolutely must discuss before wrapping this up here. The greatest tease off at 1:40 tomorrow afternoon in another return attempt. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, what what this is? He played at what the the charity thing uh, a, a month ago, and something like that. And it's it's bad when it's not. Oh, Tiger's playing. Tiger's playing. It's Will is back. Hold out for eight for seventy two holes. Yeah, I mean like, he he looked okay. He looked pretty good. Uh, you know, the last time and played through the weekend because everybody played through the weekend. But, um, you know. Here, I'm ex- I'm excited for it. I'm excited to even, and, and I don't think he's ever going to catch Jack at this point. I I, I don't. I I want to see Tiger win a major again. I want to see Tiger be competitive most of the time. 
Like, just just give me a little bit of a taste of what it, of of what it was at one time, and then uh, then you can you know move on and and retire or what have you. But but at least you know remind people what what it what it was at one time because I mean that guy was was the best i mean just absolutely incredible um but you know i i hope he can i hope he can come back and, and have a successful year just one augustus sunday just give me oh my god one push you know awesome amazing there's got there's gonna be a hell of a watch party at one of our three houses if tigers in contention on sunday yeah uh that will absolutely need to be a thing we well, are won't that uh won't that conflict with the pro bowl won't Gives a fuck about the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I'm uh, just kidding. I couldn't hold it. I uh, Seventy days until the uh, until the Masters tees off. So uh, that I'm definitely excited about. Tiger better wait a, uh, a another year because I didn't win tickets to go to Augusta this year. So he's got to wait till next year. Well, there you go. Uh, I, I'll try and tell him that the next time I talk to him. Uh, Dave, let people know where they can follow you on Twitter, and then we're going to close this thing up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we are at dgerhard 24 on Twitter. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you next week with this uh, wonderful Super Bowl that we have to discuss. <laughs> All right, Dave. Have a good one, buddy. You too, gents. All right, that's going to do it, Sean. I know you're excited. Uh, I'm sure you'll be even more excited. When when will nerves start to set in? Will be will be my question. At this point, I'm just trying to survive two weeks. Like, I mean, the three days has already been excruciating, and I'm not. Because you just want to get there. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a brutal two weeks. I think that will really kick in on Sunday, when, as far as I'm concerned, there isn't any football on, and I got to sit through a long. Because sitting through, I had the Patriots game to keep me busy on Sunday, and I was a nervous wreck. And 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 I, I mean, I. I think the nerves really start to hit like once once media week gets rocking and and you, you get to some of the hype videos start coming, then you start to realize like we're about to play, right? And um, I think Sunday is going to be an absolute train wreck. Uh, <laughs> people people can't believe like you you know my best friend Ryan. Yes. Uh, people can't. I've I've watched the, him and I have watched the Super Bowl together every year for probably at least the last ten every year. People can't believe that I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl with him. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Like, that's not a good idea for our for him and my friendship. But like, you and I aren't watching the Super Bowl together. Maybe we should though. Should we? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. I don't think we should <laughs> because obviously, if it goes in your favor, you're going to be happy, and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know like how angry I can get. Or if I'm just going to just be like in shock and like sad because the world that I've known will, would cease to exist. The world that everyone's known. Right. I but, mean, I, I I don't know how Philadelphia – like, I, I have a feeling that, you know, people think it's going to be like, we win, burn the city, like immediately. Like, I think there's going to be a really gonna long be tears. pause where, I mean, you're going to have shock. the tears, but you're going to have that moment of like that weight gone. And you're not gonna know what to do. So if that were happen, I mean, and we'll get more into that next week. But, sure, but um, yeah, but yeah. Know. People can't believe that I'm not gonna watch the Super Bowl. I said, I no, no, because if the Eagles are winning, I'm gonna be a misery bag. If the Patriots are winning, he's gonna be a misery bag. Like it's just, it's not conducive. We got the we got the wrestling podcast. Do thing. people carry around misery bags? Is that a thing? 
What's in a misery bag? Um, look at emo kids. Like oh, okay. they, they like. I just it's just kind of that vibe. Do you just get an emo kid in a bag? Like he's just like folded <laughs> up in there. Yeah, this is my misery bag. His Here's name, my misery bag. His name. His name is Evan, yeah, he's, and uh, he's he, Evan. He's a Libra. He is. And he hates his parents. Yeah, he, he absolutely uh, does. He was neglected. Um, but yeah, I I mean, loves Coldplay. Um, I I said like. For for me, it's really a weird spot too, and because I I even said it on on Sunday that I I put it on on Facebook and Twitter, I was like, it's weird because for people like you and for people like Ryan and I know so obviously I know tons of people who are Eagles fans, some of my best and closest friends, and I'm I'm happy for you guys that you get to live an experience that I haven't had in my adult life. Like it was 1995. I was nine years old. The last time the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl, So I, I couldn't appreciate it. I, I don't know what it's like to be, to have that moment. The closest thing I can put it to is when Notre Dame was playing in the national championship, but that's like that. And Super Bowl is, it's still different. Absolutely. It's so much different. So like I, I don't I don't have any like frame of reference. So like I'm happy that you guys get to have this moment uh and live this 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 moment. But like I don't want you to be happy in the long run. <laughs> like like it's really most, a, most people don't, James. Right. It's a it's a it's a weird it's a weird Not for re- Eagles fans, just for me. Most people are <laughs> <it's> a, <laughs> most people are rooting for you on that one. Just, it's uh keep him miserable. He's way funnier when he's miserable. Like it's a it's a it's a weird it's a weird place for me to be in. Um it's gonna be even weirder if the Eagles actually win. But we'll get to those predictions and things next week. Uh, I see you're actually somewhat active on the Twitter, though. I've been trying. You know, I'm, I'm following. I'm retweeting. I'm hashtagging. Tough. I'm you're a busy things. guy. You are absolutely a busy. I do guy. a lot of things. I try to just uh, get get uh, anything I find and like out there. But uh, um, you know, and and as we get up closer, you know, I'm looking forward to next week. Kind of, you know, with my preview, getting to talk a little bit more. I'll probably bring up the Jaguars again because I think there's some things that happened to them that I saved. Okay. Uh, so that's kind of a preview. I'm going to save because uh, I think it's kind of in the radio business. What we call it. A tease, a tease, a little bit of a tease. A tease. Uh, so I'm going to do a little bit of comparing with uh, with Jacksonville um, and some of the things they did uh, that I felt were very wrong uh, that we will try to avoid uh, in ten days. Um, but yeah, my my Twitter uh, we are at uh, Sean S H A W N underscore Nice N I E S. So um, you can find me uh, hooked up with Huddle Up there on on the Twitter. Yeah, and I am at Big Jim Sports. The show is at Huddle Up Podcast. That is both on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at NGSC Sports and NGSCSports.com. And uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Google uh, Play and Android and all of that. You can do that. Uh, we stream daily at LeapSports.com. Make sure you check out OurSportsBaseball.com and PlayQB54.com. They are the uh, sponsors of NGSC Sports Radio. Also, Check out Undisputed Belts. You can see the gold in the background there. That is a fantasy football belt. They are awesome. Uh, Great guys to work with. If you head over there and pick something up, tell them that we sent you. Let them know. Again, we will be back here next Wednesday night to preview the Patriots and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Until then, stay safe and go for the win.
here at R Sports R, Virtual Major League Baseball. Our product provides an advanced and authentic experience in the hybrid category of fantasy and virtual sports. By owning and operating an R Sports franchise, you compete for championships and money in leagues that mirror the MLB in every way. For sports fans who have dreamed of owning a sports franchise and handing out business cards that say Team Owner, R Sports is making that dream a reality. Find them on Twitter at R Sports Baseball and on Facebook as R Sports Baseball. Are you tired of the same old tailgate games? Then get on board with the hottest game taking over parking lots near you, QB54. Go to playqb54.com and use promo code PODCAST for 20% off your order. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter and stay up to date. That's playqb54.com. Use promo code PODCAST for 20% off your order. Get in the game today. <laughs> 